All right. Hey, good morning. You guys look extra pretty today. Uh, thank you, Cindy, so much for reading that for us. Um, we've been working through Acts during the season of Pentecost, and uh, we still have the streamers up, right, the fire. Uh, and so we're going we're gonna to continue in there today in the, in the 12th chapter. Uh, do me a favor. Could you guys pray for me as I pray for us this morning? Lord God, uh, we just thank you in advance uh, just for speaking to us. We pray that we'd hear your voice, um, that we'd have an encounter with you this morning, uh, and Lord, that we would leave uh, different than we came. It's in your name. Amen. Amen. So like I said, we've been working through Acts, and we're in the 12th chapter, verses 20 through 24 today. Uh, We're talking about uh, King Herod Agrippa. Uh, Have any of you guys heard of Herod the Great? I hadn't, but apparently he's a guy. And uh, he was great. This is his grandson, Herod Agrippa. Uh, so now you know that. And uh, I want to give, let me, let me offer some context of what's going on right before we read this passage this morning, uh, earlier in this chapter. So uh, Herod has just killed James, and he saw that it pleased the people, and so he then arrested Peter. Uh, some of you might have heard this story of Peter. He's in jail and he's heavily guarded. Uh, an angel appears to him. And have you guys heard the story? He's, he's led out of the prison past the guards. He's led um, beyond the gate of the city. And this is so crazy that Peter doesn't even realize that this is, he thought it was a vision or a dream. Um, finally, it clicks, this is real. Um, and he, he meets up with Mary and the rest of the gang. And Herod uh, finds out what's happened. And he's pretty angry. And he just has all the guards that were guarding Peter put to death. Uh, So that's a little bit about Herod. Uh, We know his grandfather, and we know that he kills people that were guarding people. And that's what we need to, yeah, let's just start there. So uh, (laughs) let's start in in, in verse 20. Um, We just read it. Now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They came to him with one accord. Having persuaded Blastus, the king's chamberlain, they asked for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. (sighs) I used to play football in high school. I know I don't look like I used to do anything, but I did that in high school. And whenever the football season was over, we'd get to spring, and coaches would give us two options. We'd either remain in that first period athletics and do off-season, which was a bunch of mat drills, and, and it was just not fun, or we could have the option of running track. And so a lot of us elected to do track because it was just after school. We didn't have to wake up early, and we could compete and do track meets, and it was fun. So a lot of us ended up doing that. Uh, and at track practice, uh, once a week, our coaches would put us through what they called Wonderful Wednesdays. And some of you are laughing. I don't know. I, you're, you know. You're sitting there like, what a wonderful thing that the coaches would do for Brandon and his team. Wonderful Wednesday. It wasn't wonderful at all. It was the worst. It was like the most intense conditioning, sprints, stations, drills, stuff that you could think of uh, for a straight hour. Uh, it was pretty rare that, that any of us weren't, didn't get sick on Wednesdays. Um, but anyway, there was, there was a... Uh, oh, so at the end of these wonderful Wednesdays, uh, our coaches would line us all up on the end zone of the football field, right? And they would send us to the opposite end zone and back. And we had 30 seconds to do this. Which, 200 yards, 30 seconds isn't, like, unreasonable. But you have to remember that for the 59 minutes before this, we were just killing ourselves, basically. And so it was pretty hard. Uh, There was at least once or twice where someone maybe came across 31, 32 seconds, 
And the cherry on top of this wonderful Wednesday was that for every second that the slowest person was past 30 seconds, that's how many laps we had to run before we could leave practice. So at least once or twice, probably, we had to run one or two laps. Someone came across 32 seconds, uh, which was understandable, man. These were, these were intense practices. Uh, but there was one spring afternoon. I'm in my seventh period history class, uh, and a couple of us that ran track were all in this class together. Uh, and my friend Mason, he's in this class. It's his birthday. And uh, our history teacher was his uncle, Mr. McNoll, and... He had gotten the class a cake, like a big birthday cake and some drinks and some stuff. <laughs> some of you guys are ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> so we all get a piece of cake, and we're, we're hang, you know, having a good time, enjoying not having to do a regular class, learning about Abraham Lincoln, our first president, whatever they were teaching. I don't even know. But <laughs> we, uh, we were just enjoying the day. And... Uh, <laughs> One of our friends, Brett, kind of waddles over to where we're sitting. He's like, uh, hey, Mason, uh, I dare you to finish the rest of your birthday cake. Everyone had had a piece by now, and this thing was, I mean, it was big, and at least half or more of it was left. And so Mason looks at it. I don't know how you guys went through high school. For me and my group of friends, you had to have a really good reason to decline a challenge that was issued to you. Uh, It was rare that someone asked you to do something, you didn't do it. I have a lot of scars and, and recurring nightmares, and most of them were from these challenges in high school. Uh, but anyway, Mason's, Mason's like, it's on, let's do it. And we're all cheering him on, and uh, he's like just working through this cake. He takes that last bite, and my friend Brett goes, you know, and like, victory, and, and we're all cheering him on. And then kind of all at the same time, we were like, it's Wednesday. <laughs> and uh, so my buddy Lance, like, he's like, hey, Mason, you ready for, you ready for track practice? And you can like, you look, I was looking at his eyes and they just kind of like gloss over and just like the weight of reality just kind of all sank in at the same, anyway, it was just kind of felt for the guy. But anyway, we got to track practice. It was like the hardest Wednesday we've ever had. And we all line up in the end zone. Coach blows the whistle and we take off and we get to the far end zone and we turn around to come back and we all, we're all about the same pace. We see Mason not even halfway to us and we're just like, Oh my goodness, this is going to be the most wonderful Wednesday. And it, I mean, <laughs> end of the story now, it, it became known as the most wonderful Wednesday for the rest of the year. But Mason came across the line at like 52 seconds. <laughs> and so if you're already doing the math, we ran five and a half miles, 22 laps that day. And uh, I don't think Mason ate cake until his birthday the next year. Maybe not even then, I don't know. Um, the whole point of that story is that sometimes you have to count on people. And the people of Tyre and Sidon had to count on Herod, uh, king of Judea at the time, for wheat, uh, to be able to feed their families wheat. Uh, and so going back to verse 20, uh, or sorry, I'm gonna, we just read 20, I'm going to go to 21. So on an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes, took a seat upon the throne, uh, and, and delivered an oration to the people. Uh, he, he made this piece, right? So he does a, he does a good thing here. We're, we're learning that Herod isn't like this great guy. He's kind of crazy, actually. But um, he makes peace with a country that, that needs peace to be able to be able to trade, sell, buy food, and buy wheat um, from his. Uh, that's a nice thing to do. Um, but, but later we read, right, that you go on and, and you hear people start shouting, this is the voice of a God, not of a man. Uh, and because Herod didn't give the glory back to God, 
You guys remember something specific happening? That's like the worst thing. You guys ever like speculate how you're going to go? Like like maybe someone who's been skydiving their whole life and they're like a hundred million years old and they skydive one time and the parachute doesn't go, but everyone's like, oh, but he he went out doing what he liked. I I don't know how you romanticize that. Or or like uh, a couple that's been married like 80 years and, and one of them finally passes and the other after not actually being sick or anything specific, but passes within the next 24 hours. And you say, oh, that's sweet. You know, that's a, a nice way to, to go. This is not anywhere on my list <laughs> of ways I would like to, to perish. Uh, worms eating you, breathing your last. Uh, so not, not a fun death, but uh, we read right there, right? So he, he doesn't give the glory back to God. What do we know about the glory of God? Let's look. Uh, I think we have some slides for these. I'm going to go, I'm going to hop over to Luke 19. Uh, I'll read from the slide and make sure I have the right one. So uh, saying, and this is the disciples saying of Jesus, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. Uh, and now I'm going I'm to hop over to Isaiah. And uh, it says, I am the Lord, that is my name, my glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. And then in 48, for my own sake, for my own sake, I do it. For how should my name be profane? My glory I will not give to another. Uh, so there's two things, right, in Luke and Isaiah that we can, we can know about the glory of God. Number one, uh, his glory is not contingent on anything, any of us, anything any reason. Uh, he's glorious, and he will get glory, right? If we don't praise him, if we don't give him glory, the, the rocks, the earth will cry out, because that's how worthy he is of praise and of glory. Uh, and then also the second thing is that he won't share his glory with anyone. He can't. No one else comes close to the worthiness of God, to the glory of God that could, that could try to share any type of platform of glory with him. Um, so, as I was thinking about those two things and about the glory of God and, and it not having contingency, I started thinking about prayer. And do you guys remember the surveys we took last week? I, I tallied all that stuff about when we were asking you guys about prayer, and I put it together, and this was, these were the findings, right? So this is times we pray. The biggest chunk right there is, is before we eat, 60%. And then when we need a miracle, when we really need God, uh, that's 39%. And then any other time was just 1%. Uh, if you don't remember taking this, I just made that up. That's not a real statistic. <laughs> but it seemed kind of real for a second, right? As you're looking like, yeah, that's maybe what we do sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but that's not like we're laughing, but like, isn't that, I mean, have you ever maybe gone through at least maybe a season of your life where that's probably your pie chart for times we, I know that I have probably. Um, maybe you ignore God until you, you think you really need a miracle. Or you really need him for something. Um, or, you know, we, we say grace, we bless our food, some go without, we, you know, we, we do that as a routine. Uh, but the fact that it could have been real, or that, I don't know, we just, that's, that's scary to me, is that we just need to, it's just a free one. This isn't even really about the passage, this is just pray frequently, talk to God, because you never don't need him, right? Uh, and you breathe way more than you eat, but we never, like, thank God for breath. So, I mean, I, anyway, that's a free one, so that's... Not even a real statistic. Don't turn me in for fraud. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
But anyway, back to, back to God's glory. You can throw that. Just throw that out. Don't even save that to the computer. Just get rid of that. Um, <laughs> speaking of, of God's glory, though, and just it's contingent on nothing, right? Two things. It's contingent on nothing. He's just glorious, and he won't share his glory with anyone. Um, so back to the passage. Uh, I'm in Luke. Let me go back. Uh, let's see. So he put on his, sorry, on, a, on the appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes, took his seat upon the throne, and delivered an oration to them. Oration, this is also another side note, just go with me. Oration, what a cool word. Have you guys used the word oration ever? Yes, I heard a yes. Thanks for ruining that. Um, I just, humor me. So if you were like, you guys see that movie that came out a couple years ago, the, the King's Oration, or did you hear Susie get her new job as the, the oration pathologist? I'm just saying, like, for a week, just try it, and if it doesn't land, that's fine. I just, it's a cool word. We should try to use it more. Um, so Herod, right, he, he doesn't give God the glory, gets struck down, gets eaten by worms, and dies. Uh, and you go on, though, you go, there's, there's another verse after that. Verse 24 reads, uh, but the word of God increased and multiplied. And so if you guys remember from last week, uh, Nick did such a great job, but he was talking about uh, you could either be used by God, you can be his instrument, you can be used, or you could just get out of the way. Uh, I kind of, I find, you know, unintentionally kind of landing on that theme this morning because Herod didn't either, right? Uh, he wasn't a part of, of what God was trying to do here uh, and just kind of got in the way, um, and you see what, what happens when you, when you get in the way of God. Maybe not all the time, but uh, probably an example to keep up your sleeve just in case you want to try to share glory with God. Um, so Herod didn't do either, and we, we saw what happens to him. So I guess the question this morning is, and I promise I'm not nervous. I just, when I play drums, I just really get, get a little sweaty. So... so uh, Okay, sorry. The, the question that we're, we're stuck on this morning is how do we not uh, get eaten by worms and die? I think we'll just, we'll focus on that this morning because I don't think any of us want that fate. Uh, I believe it's because <laughs> the way to always give glory to God isn't about trying to, uh, so here's an example. As I, don't want, I don't want us to read that passage this morning and as you're leaving, uh, maybe you hold the door open for someone, and they say, oh, thank you for, for holding the door for me. And you're like, no, 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 please, no, take it back. Uh, it's, it's only by God's grace that I could even have the strength to open the door to know how a door functions. Uh, the, f- the fact that it's open, it's not, it's not of me at all. Please take your, take your thanks back. I don't even need, that's not, that's not what it's, it's necessarily about, right? It's not, you don't need to be afraid of, of any time that you could accidentally take glory. That's not, I don't think, what we're dealing with this morning. But more than that, it's just about living and leading a lifestyle that always points back to God, right? Uh, and so when we think of Jesus, when we think of his years of ministry, uh, there were probably a couple times he gave orations, right? He gave uh, a couple speeches to the multitudes and, and spoke to crowds. But the biggest thing that he did, at least in my mind when I read through uh, Jesus' time here on earth, is what he did was he invited 12 people just to walk with him, and he invited them to be a part of his life. Uh, and not just like some of us only, only see each other on Sunday mornings or maybe a, a little more frequently than that. Uh, but Jesus, Jesus opened up the most intimate parts of his life and allowed 
these 12 to walk with him, and he, and he lived a life worth imitating. Um, he lived a life worth emulating. And so beyond just accidentally, t- I, don't think, I don't think any of us, let me just reiterate, I don't think any of us are in danger of having a worm death. Uh, I don't want to say that either. I don't know, maybe, what I just don't think that's the, the biggest danger, but I think that we do have a danger of just living for ourselves uh, and doing it a lot. And so if we live and practice and execute a lifestyle that always points back to God, um, it, would be, it, would look like, it would look less like looking good on a Sunday morning, and it would look more like not getting mad at your spouse if they do something that you just needed right then, or you know, forgiving someone uh, for doing something that you've done to someone else. I think that there are times when we have to give orations, right? Like this morning, I'm supposed to, to be used and, and, and deliver a, a word this morning to us. Uh, but this is a small percentage of the time that we're going to have in front of others, right? It's going to be more just inviting people to be in, in with you, um, to, to walk life with you, and to, to live your life, to, to have a life worth imitating. Um, and so I want to go... I want to do one more thing, make one more point this morning. Uh, if you guys continue to read in Acts, uh, you'll, you'll, hear, you'll see a lot of cool stories. But if you get to the 19th chapter, um, you'll read about Paul when he's in Ephesus. And he, I mean, you can read it. I, w- I won't even summarize it. But just a lot of cool things are happening. And near the end, um, it's getting, sum- Luke is summarizing, like, what was going on. And, and basically at the very end of it, it ends in this verse, uh, 19 verse 20. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. That's, let's go back, right? So, so in, in chapter 12, verse 24, but the word of God increased and multiplied. So it's almost the same verse, right? You'll notice, though, whenever it's wrapped up, whenever Herod's death, the story of his death gets wrapped up, it says, but the word of God increased and multiplied. And at the end of, of 19, where it's talking about uh, Paul and all these cool things that he's doing and the church is doing, uh, it says, uh, so the word of God, right? So there's just one word difference, but and so, but I think it makes all the difference, right? If you live a life and someone were to summarize your life and maybe in context of, of your ministry to the world, and they have to end it, but the word of God increased and multiplied, Versus if you live a life that's worth emulating, right? A live, you, as close as you can to Jesus, you could summarize it, you know, this, this happened, and then you'd say, so the word of, the God, so the word of God increased, right? And, and prevailed mightily. Uh, that's, that's just the challenge this morning. Is It's not, I don't think, I mean, humility is always a thing that we're, we're going to struggle with, right, church, probably? I know for me. Uh, but it's less, I just don't think, worm death. It's not like, that's not the threat. But the threat is, is living a selfish life, maybe, to where at the end of it, someone has to say, they lived their life, but, but the word of God multiplied. Or are you going to live a life that you get to the end of it, and someone's, yeah, they lived, they lived their life, and, and the word of God, and so the word of God multiplied. Um, that's really it. Uh, it's short this morning, because we're about to do communion. We're about to partake in communion. Um, but, but just to summarize, right, two things about God's glory. Uh, it's not contingent on anything. It doesn't depend on you. 
he's glorious, he's worthy, he's, he's going to be praised. Uh, and the second thing is that he won't share his glory with anyone. Uh, don't be like Herod. Don't be like what, what Nick was speaking against last week. Uh, don't get in the way. Just be a part of it, right? Be a part. It's so cool to be used uh, by God. He doesn't need us, but it's so cool to be a part of, of what he's doing and, and being a part of bringing, ushering his kingdom here on earth. Um, and so just make yourself available to that. Make yourself available to be used and don't get in the way. Uh, and the other thing is if you do something nice, there, there are a lot of people on this earth who don't know God that do great things. Um, there's probably someone that we would, that's not a very good person, but they've probably donated more to charity than I'll make in my whole lifetime. Um, but it's about the heart, right? It's about like in, in 1 Samuel, whenever, whenever God's revealing to Samuel uh, David, who's to be anointed king, you know, and Samuel sees all these other, his older brothers, and oh, surely this is the one. But God looks at the heart, right? Um, and, and David was a man after God's own heart. And so, uh, two things about God's glory, and then the other thing is, is live a life at the end where if God's summarizing your life, he'll say, your life happened, and so the word of God multiplied. Not, they lived their life, but the word of God still continued to multiply. Uh, let's pray, and then Cindy's, I'm going to pass the torch off to, to Cindy this morning. Lord God, uh, we just pray that we wouldn't get in the way of your glory. Uh, we thank you so much that you do decide to use us, that we can uh, at times be audience to your glory, be audience to the things uh, that you have in store for us. Uh, and, and, and Father, uh, I just pray that we could continue to, to empty ourselves um, so that we, we, we may be filled up by you. Uh, Lord God, as th- this morning as we prepare our hearts to uh, remember you, Jesus, remember what you did. Uh, and its significance. Father, would you just move in us? Would you stir our hearts this morning um, to know you a little better, to, um, to pursue you uh, a little more quickly, to, to dive in just a little bit more deep? I, I just pray that we could just experience you this morning um, and, and, and that within that you'd give us just a, a freshness, a, a hunger, and a thirst that we haven't had. Um, so that, God, that we could just pursue you harder, pursue you more, know you more, uh, and, and, and know your love more so that we could walk in it. Father, God, you're good. You're good all the time. We thank you, Father. In your son's name, amen.